Greetings ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this batch video of one-shots taken from the HUPI subreddit. The links to the originals will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do so, please consider subscribing, because for those that don't, you will be visited later on by a biomass-eating cloud of sentient nanites. Sniper, written by Muricon, the link to the original will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider subscribing. So, is it confirmed? Yes, Captain. Captain Risto Salmonen took a deep breath, held it, and let it out slowly. This was not the most complicated mission he'd been given, but it did have some unique challenges. But it would not do for the Captain of the Black Star Navy to look nervous before the battle even began. He checked the plot. Out there across the infinite darkness was a high Tortuga, the largest pirate base in the sector. At any one time, over 30 ships could be moored there, either fresh from a raid, preparing for a raid, or enjoying the spoils of their raid. Today, luck was with them. There was only 10 ships, as 20 had just left to raid the planet Nuva Edo. He snorted to himself, fine, it wasn't really luck. So much as the rumor the mysteriously started spreading that Nuva Edo and Navy had sent their ships off to fight a border dispute. There would be a small window before the mercenaries of the Black Star Navy showed up to pick up the snack. The pirates had jumped at a chance to raid the juicy target. Even after the recent immigration, Nuva Edo still had a population that was 67% female after all. The rumor was false, of course. A red herring to draw the pirates out. The Admiral had hoped that all the ships and port would be at bait, but they were not that lucky, it seemed. No matter. Ten ships plus whatever defenses the station had itself. Not exactly great odds for a single corvette. But Isimo Haya had seen worse odds. In a stand-up fight, he'd be destroyed, for sure. But he wasn't worried. The pirates couldn't hit what they couldn't see. The Simo Haya may have been a few years on her and more than a few battles, but it was still as stealthy as they come. Full power to primary weapon, rails, energized captain, ready to fire. The key to stealth in space was emissions control. There was no jungle to hide you, no convenient crowd to get lost in. A stray EM pulse, a bit of waste heat radiated in the wrong direction, anything of the sort could make the difference between detection and completing their mission. And if there was one thing that was certain, it was that firing a rail gun running most of the length of the ship would put out a very large spike in the ambient EM radiation. The early saving grace was that it moved at light speed and was rather directional, thanks to the design of the gun. Because the physics involved, the station wouldn't see them, even if they fired. But the pirates weren't stupid. They had satellites in stealth as pickets. He had no way of aiming a shot without at least one satellite catching it, and destroying the satellites would simply put the pirates on alert. One satellite was in position to see him when he fired. The light of the first shot would take 30 minutes to reach the satellite. Because of FDL communications, the station would receive the information almost instantly at that point. The news of his attack would reach the station in 30 minutes. The bullet would reach the station in 15 and if he timed the engines just right, the second fired 15 minutes later would arrive 20 minutes after the first shot was fired. Then the game would begin. The captain breathed in, breathed out, breathed in, howled it. 
let his heart turn to ice. In this moment, he was death itself. Even the pirates didn't know it yet. By a one, shot away rail recharging. There was a shudder that was more psychological than physical as the massive gun fired, sending 20 kilograms of tungsten rod downrange at speeds that could be considered a significant fraction of the speed of light. Accelerate according to the calculations. Underway. It would have been ideal to stack the attacks so that they arrived at the same time. That was impossible, not if he wanted to remain hidden for as long as possible. But he could use the gravity of the gas shine between him and the base to arrange for the shots to hit close enough together that they would hit before the enemy even knew that he was there. It would work. The velocities would bring him in line with the third target, the third shot, without being seen. Rails recharge, Captain, ready to fire. Helm? In possession in 20 seconds, Captain. Firing computer control, fire when in position. The second half-felt valve-imagined shudder, a second round left the barrel of his rifle, and they were still invisible for another few minutes. Cut engines, maneuver thrusters, minimal use, recharged the rail. Cut engines, I, Captain. They drifted now. No friction to slow down. The laws of inertia were absolute. Even in a world of spaceships and science fiction, the thrusters did nothing to stop the assassin-class corvette, only turn it slightly, lining it up for the third shot. Five minutes after the second shot, the spy satellites that they'd slipped into the systems earlier sent the, the visuals. Their first shot had hit with the exposed sections of the base. It was in the command center, and that was hidden safely inside the rock, but it was the communication center and docking control. It was destroyed utterly along with the pirates' long-distance FTL comm array. There would be no reinforcements coming. Not in time. Rails recharged, Captain. Firing to computer control. Fire when ready. Leaving the firing to the computers far wrong somehow. But it was necessary. Powerful as the human eye and the human brain were, they were simply not equipped to calculate the ballistic trajectories in three dimensions using gravity assist from multiple bodies. At different starting velocities at ranges that were measured in light minutes. That thought was made moot shortly after, as a third shudder happened. Helm 20 degrees starboard, Z minus 6 degrees. Three second burn, then back to silent running. Charge the rails, update the firing solution once the pirates figure out what's coming. I, Captain, looking for the brown smears in space. That got a laugh, he allowed it. His crew once professional, and a bit of laugh was good for morale, especially at the expense of the pirates. Second shot is a good hit, Captain. The primary docks are toast, the fighters joining the party. Good. And the pirate ships? Energy readings are building up, but not uniform. And only five of them. That's pretty shaken up. Looks like... Purdy is probably thought they were safe in their secret base. Time until they're operational? Ten, fifteen minutes, Captain, maybe more. If they're on a skeleton cruise and bad maintenance, their drives were stone cold. Captain Sermonen smirked. So, twenty minutes. Pirates always had poor maintenance, and even if a full shift was left on the ship, they wouldn't be sober. Not in port. Plenty of time. Time until rail charges. 30 seconds, Captain. Estimated time to target. Tango 3. 15 minutes at current speeds. Lock on. Fire 4. The shudder came again at the same moment the third target, a cloud scoop harvesting fuel from the gas giant, exploded violently and the railgun hit it straight in the fuel refinery. Rails recharging, Captain. Thrusters Z plus 12 degrees, port 10 degrees. Use by satellite 2 
and transmit a customary greeting. Across the system, the following message was played. It was clear. Pirate vessels, you are under the guns of the Black Star Navy. Surrender or die. BSN Simo Haya. End of story number one. Story number two. Why we keep the humans. Congratulations, you have all passed and have been assigned to my ship. I know that a lot of you are disappointed. You got assigned to the single ship in our corpse, which has humans on it. Al, most of you will be shocked to find out that I refuse to let Command take them from me. I know, I know, humans cause so many problems. I get that every year. You ask any member of my staff and they want my humans gone. After six months on my craft, they don't. Yes, six years ago a human messed up on a warp drive, stranding an entire capital ship in deep space. No one was recovered, but there was that time they overloaded the cannon to six times its ordinary charging capacity and launched a plasma charge strong enough to disable half of one of our fleets with an EM radiation alone. Yes, there are thousands of such stories. No, I will not change my mind and get rid of them. Humans are staying, and that's final. Why? If all the aforementioned is true, would I keep them around? Because... Because no one ever told you why those things were done, nor what they achieved. That time, they cost us the capital ship. They removed three asteroids heading towards the most populated planet in 90 systems. Those asteroids were knocked towards other planets by terrorists, and the loss of life would have been billions of times higher. The crew was given the option of bailing. Those that wanted to leave used the escape pods. The rest were spent the what they thought was their last hours, preparing for the most volatile series of warps to ever be performed. The news ripped the humans apart, not mentioning the risks. How could they? The risks were confidential. They near enough always are. That ship spent months detailing what happened in deep space in the hope of rescue. They detailed how the humans suffered an endless agony. For three months after his actions, his body was over 90% covered in third-degree burns. Bones weakened to glass, brittleness, loss of sight and sound. All the maintaining the drive after his alterations so that the ship would be able to pull three asteroids with it. He cost the capital ship and any hope of happiness in his final months to save a planet. He is an unsung hero, often criticized for what is one of the service's most heroic acts. Those guns that stopped half of our fleet rendered the same terrorist fleet weaponless permanently. We lost half of our fleet's power, but eradicated or captured each and every one of the ships without a single loss. We had all our ships working again within six hours. He lost his job. For the unauthorized actions, last we checked, he had returned to Earth and is working in a refuge plant, having lost all the benefits he should have gotten. We couldn't sing his praises because the operation was classified. But information of the harm was leaked. It happened. He was out. He wasn't right. It never was. They do something like this on every job I get given. Things go wrong. It does on every damn ship. Nine times out of ten, we will have the parts to fix it. Problem is, we rarely get one problem, but ten. Our humans, for all of their problems because they mess with stuff they shouldn't, also have a damn good streak of being able to make the part I need. Without the tools needed, there's a reason why we have always made it back without needing help from another craft, when no other craft can boast the same. Have you seen their engineers go to guide on fixing stuff? 
It's literally tape and lubricant. Hell, they saved the med bay with tape on my last trip. I'm telling you, they will save you. They literally sealed the only atmospheric tube in the med bay with tape not designed for the task. It was still leaking, but so slowly that no one died. Med bays have to have them designed that way. In a constant state of airlock, what with the high chances of unknown pathogens and all of the other craft, would have lost their lives as we don't have backup pipes on board. Normally, we can just reroute the airflow, not with the med bay. The humans call command idiots to their faces for not supplying backups. I can guess you all know how that went. Look, I'm going over this now, so I don't need to do it again. Those humans will save your life. Every other captain got rid because the humans caused a lot of small problems, a lot of paperwork, a lot of hassle, and a plethora of arguments. I can deal with those, as long as they keep solving the big-ass problems when we aren't actually equipped to. I am keeping them. Humans are, for all their insanity, to be blunt, embody the very thing that we're supposed to strive for. Selflessness. They are willing to risk their lives and property to save people. They would risk their being put into a prison for life if their plan doesn't work out, on charges of treason to save people. They are crazy. But they are crazy in just the right way. End of story number two. End of this batch video. If you wish to support the author or the channel, all the relevant links are down below. But the easiest way would be to share this video far and wide to as many unsuspecting people as possible. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good time. And I'll see you then. Cheers.